about John Carpenter's film Escape from L.A., the sequel to his original film Escape from New York. And I'm joined by a gaggle of comrades. I have Nelson from the uh, What's Left of the South podcast. I have Brandon from Cars and Comrades. And I have Hugo and Libby. Thank you all for coming on. Yo. Yeah, yeah. Hello. Call me Snake. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I missed, I missed perfect, perfect, perfect opportunity. Uh, <laughs> Damn it, that was perfect. Fuck, yeah, which, that was which good. game would be the most effective? The times he says "call me snake" or when the guy says calls him "hotshot," which is Ooh. the better. If you had "hotshot" as a drinking game, you'd be dead. Well, it's it's really front loaded. So, like, if you do it at the beginning, you're drunk, but then. You like you'll be okay by the end. Like he stops about halfway through. I, I would go with do a shot every time somebody says they expected him to be taller. <laughs> <laughs> do a shot for yes. any time anyone recognizes him. Oh, yeah. Like everyone knows. <laughs> I, I, I think it's amazing how that. I didn't know you were drinking to die. <laughs> <laughs> in, in both movies, like there's constantly like it's. And it's somehow like this this LA is like disconnected from like the entire world and yet somehow they all know who Snake Plissken and like they're getting like they have like Wi-Fi in their little like bungalows and shit. I don't know. It's weird. What about ham radios and just talking to each other? What's that? What happened in Cleveland? Yeah, they don't they don't ever explain they that. They don't talk about it. I love the mystique. It's it's right? you you don't get to know. It just it was a big deal. They We're let never... you have details with Hershey. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah. Hershey. Oh, there's a trans person in this. There's a there's a trans person in this movie. So I do think that that was interesting. I, I was like, that's cool. And like, yes, he doesn't. I, he, I, I was so pleasantly surprised at the way that was handled in 1996. This is when Ace Ventura one came out and what a hot like pile of garbage that was. And this is like the antithesis of that in that time frame there's like some things to get nitpicky on but they for 1996 holy shit did they do did they not ham hands that i i'll agree with that completely they handled it the exact way that i've always felt like it should be handled which is it's just not an issue and he's nobody, not nobody really at, cares he's not mad at her because because she's trans he's mad at her because she double crossed him like that's the reason he's like he's like yeah. I can't believe you. It wasn't like oh you're a little different now, but that's not why I hate you. It's because you left me. You know, it's like a whole. <laughs> yeah, he he did dead name her once, and then she dead named him back too. Right, so, right. I mean, but still, it was like for 1996. Y'all, that was I was. Th- there is there is that sort of fake out, but that's just him taking her gun away from her. So. <laughs> Yeah. Well, so the just as like a backdrop for anyone, like you never and I've read I watched some interviews with Carpenter and he was saying he wanted to make this movie as if you had never seen the first one. Like it didn't matter other than just Snake Plissken being in it, which is kind of smart given it was like 15 years later. But I think like the opening plot, sort of like the opening sequence is pretty interesting in the in the sort of society in the United States has now become just like a Christian nationalist you know, uh, fascist-y kind of state. One thing I wrote down was, what the hell did L.A. do to that guy? What did L.A. do to that president? Why was he so like, fuck you, L.A.? Like, like there's so many other places. What, I, that 
made me question. Well, I, I, one, I, I could speculate that like uh, even even the modern like our our shift towards you know a theocratic state hates you know uh, so much media because it's you know woke. Um, so like I I could see him hating it just because it's the antithesis of his like good Christian values of like you know war and hatred. Um, but also like did he hate it that much? I just thought that that's where the prison was because it there was an earthquake and it fell off of California. No, he said that before that happened. He was like, LA, this it's you're gonna be ravaged, LA, because you're not like with God or whatever. And then LA had the a big old like they made it through Y2K, but then had a problem with <laughs> the earthquake at a nine point six, I think it was. Which, oh my god, <laughs> that would shake LA straight off of the fucking coast, like that is a what is the largest earthquake ever recorded? I think it's less than that. Yeah, I don't know. Because like uh, the the scale for for an earthquake is like orders of magnitude. Like so, you know, a, a nine is not one more than eight. It's like ten more than eight, or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no, it's it's a nine point six would be something absolute. Like ten would just split the earth in half, sort of thing. Like the biggest earthquake ever recorded was a 9.5 in chile in 1960 oh is is that what got allende (laughs) (laughs) pinochet made the earth shake (laughs) it was his giant helicopter (laughs) oh Yeah, uh, but was, you know, actually, I had a theory when I was watching the opening of the movie is that they had they seem to have like crazy weapons. What if they had actually had launched some kind of like missiles to create the earthquake that caused LA oh. to like, go off? That's of course not implied in any sense, but he just seemed like a real scumbag. So why did we have to go there with nine eleven so soon in the podcast? That, that was an unintentional nine <laughs> eleven joke. <laughs> well, my theory is that the, the president caused it because he predicted it, right? And then he and then the earthquake right. happened. And then because he predicted it, they amended the Constitution. And now he's the president forever. So, like, I feel like that he right. had something like because he came, he was like predicting that it would happen. And then it happened. It was like all a plan. Um, but I don't know. Him. It's yeah. really hard to have, like plot theories because the steps from like one thing to another is like, like you have to like jump so far <laughs> in the logic to follow the plot train it, that it it is very difficult to follow any kind of theory on it but i i'm with you on that maybe yeah i don't i don't want to like just jump straight into like what i'm feeling like is the intense stuff but i'm i'm just gonna do it because uh i feel like like uh i know evan and i have talked about it before like john carpenter feels like he's generally just trying to make a fairly neutral movie like he he'll make social commentary but he's not like leaning hard towards like oh capitalism or communism he's fairly unideological which makes it extra fascinating that the year that this movie takes place and the group that is the enemy of the united states is the shining path and that is the first year that the shining path had effectively broken down to a smaller party and became an actual communist party in peru Mm. Like before, up before that, they were like the terrorist organization that we know is Shining Path. But starting in twelve or thirteen, they actually started to work to uh, gain the uh, like uh, uh, you know get peasants in Peru and 
in South America to side with them, realizing that they had obviously done a lot of horrendous shit. And so here they are, just the villain is the Shining Path, which is uh, never labeled as a communist party, but it has somehow united all of the third world <laughs> against the United States. And he looks like Twig Guevara. Oh my god, yeah, yeah 100%. And like, they're like, Cuba and Peru, they're all gonna gang up on us and um, like attack all at once or whatever. Wolverine. For no reason, for no reason, except for world domination. They just want... Like, they have no agenda, you know? Like, I love how he, like, makes them like Che Guevara, but has no theory at all. He's just like, yeah, no, just uh, everybody party, man. <laughs> like, everyone just... <laughs> he everyone. loves basketball. Yeah, yeah, yeah oh, he really God. loves <laughs> Okay. We're going to have gladiators, all right? But they got to do basketball about it. So, fun fact about that that I looked up. Kurt Russell practiced playing basketball like on set in between like takes in between stuff because he yep. wanted to make every single shot including the full court shot at the end so that, that is was, that, that is him the full making court shot all... is obviously cgi it's no, no it's not it. it's real no he made it he actually made it yeah. then why is it so obviously cgi i'm gonna tell because you right now Russell. if it was cgi you would know because the cgi in this movie is terrible i mean it is the worst the That's underground why. submarine shot where he like that was so great. Like, he keeps like fucking revving it and going faster. Like snake, slow down. He's like suck it, and he just fucking goes and breaks over Universal. I heard that was a nod to him. Uh, Carpenter was in beef with uh, Universal, so his uh, his little jab at Universal was Snake submarine hitting the tower, and uh, the Jaws and shark like pops out. I, yeah, I he made it. I looked laughed. it up. I was he watching made... it by myself and audibly laughed when the shark came up. <laughs> the shark from Echo the Dolphin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, That's a deep yeah, cut. <laughs> I, I read the same thing, Nelson, that he practiced basketball for yeah. two months. Which is kind of funny because he, yeah. he has like no game in like his his dribbles like really his handles all handles <laughs> no. like that. Oh, <laughs> half shot is like a football. He's like cool, you know, it's like not really a like he didn't like shoot it. But but I love I love that I love that that's the that's the thing that um uh Cuervo wants him to do because it's just such a fun. He's like no. <laughs> I wrote this down. It's such you can't a play guy. basketball, snake. <laughs> He's like, you're not Larry Bird. <laughs> Snakes can't play basketball. They don't have arms. He has no depth perception. There's no, he can't shoot. there's no way Snake can ball, right? Like, guys, guys, there's no Snake can't ball, right? All right, all right, put him out. Put him out. It. No, I love how he's like. I mean, uh, to be to be clear, he can shoot, but he cannot ball like that. <laughs> that's true. He's like, you may have survived Cleveland. You may have escaped from New York, but Cleveland. this is L.A. And you're about to find out that this city can kill anybody. <laughs> Who is the woman he meets like halfway through that? Uh, oh my I god! Be in that crowd oh my god! So bad. Yeah, I want to be in a crowd. AK-47s, just shooting them in the is air. Is that Utopia? Oh, can we yeah. comment on the fact that like the previous guy who loses the basketball thing, everyone starts shooting at him, but they're standing in a circle. <laughs> That is not how a firing squad works, my dudes. Nope. <laughs> also, none of, squad uh, Snake's gun is. You almost brought up the woman, the scene with the woman, okay, that he meets halfway through the movie. My yeah. favorite 
part of the entire movie is when she's like, it's not so bad here. Pop! I had to pause. I had to pause the movie, stand up and walk around my room for a minute, and then come back to the movie because it was just, it was, it, it's not so bad here. Boom! You're dead. <laughs> For nothing, like no I felt, reason. I felt so bad when she died. I was like, "Yeah, this is the great, cool movie couple," and then boom, damn it! I made a dream about them all looking like every couple in Portland. <laughs> I was like, "Why does every couple in Portland look like this?" And it was Snake Plitzkin in Utopia. No, not Utopia. She's talking. It's you're not like talking to, about to the Silma. president's daughter, right? To Silma. To Silma. Oh no, no, yeah, I'm yeah. talking about no. What's your face with the bangs? I, I told to you. Yeah. What was it? Oh, that yeah, was yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, the, oh, yeah so, Salima, that was it. Not Utopia. is the daughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Another thing I wanted to mention is we were talking about the beginning and like the the like the Christo fascist president. Apparently, they literally were modeling him after Pat Robertson. He was like supposed to like look like him too, <laughs> and now it makes so oh. much more sense. Yeah, because oh. the presidential election, right? Yeah. Oh, I, I was just gonna comment like uh, this. Watching this for the, the for the show was the first time I've seen this movie in so long. I forgot how stacked the cast is. Steve Buscemi. Dude, when it like, oh, I Stacey wish Steve Keech, Buscemi man. had longer. Yeah, yeah. Bruce Campbell. Dude, Bruce I definitely Campbell. didn't recognize Bruce Campbell. Like it was when he spoke where I was like, "Holy fuck, that's doctor, Bruce Campbell!" Yeah. Did wow. you did you all notice? Um, what's his name? Um, Gary Busey in the um, plastic surgery dungeon. No, <laughs> that's not real. <laughs> I don't know. He's very convincingly Gary Busey. Yeah, there's Supposedly, a couple that look oh, pretty does look like Gary Busey. <laughs> Hold on, I'm gonna, I got I took a picture of it. I'm gonna pull it up. There was an unconfirmed thing that supposedly Isaac Hayes is in the background of one shot of this. I think it's true. I've read that too. Look at, look at him. <laughs> he doesn't like Gary Busey. Oh my god! Be nice to Gary Busey. <laughs> is Poor this Sylvester alone or no? Ooh. Oh, oof. A little bit. But definitely Gary Busey for sure. Oh, one hundred percent. Yeah, <laughs> I have I have a friend who met Gary Busey when he lived in L.A. And the story that he told me about meeting him has made changed my view of Gary Busey forever. Which was just <laughs> that he walked into the store that my buddy worked at and was like, "Do you know who I am?" And he's just like, "Oh God, not this bullshit." Yes, I know who you are. And he's like, "Do you know where I live?" And then my friend was like, "What?" He's like, "Could you take me home? I'm lost." <laughs> then his fucking manager walks up and he's like don't worry this happens sometimes it's all right Gary we'll get you a cab holy shit come on grandpa always always wear your helmets kids that's that's the moral of the story is always wear your helmet I was in blue tips alright grandpa come on (laughs) he's just like naming Oh, oh man. I also think that it's funny I, that I, when he when he goes into that part of the city and he's hiding from them, they reminded me of uh of Jabba's from like Star Wars because they were like they were wearing the hoods, <laughs> yeah, they were looking for parts, you know, and they're just kind of faceless. Yeah. I love I also when he catches uh Kurt Russell, you know, he's like looking at him as soon as he's like, Oh crap, and they catch him. I was like he was just kind of like, uh, it reminded me of Jurassic Park. He was like, clever girl, clever girl. When the raptors <laughs> get the fucking hunter. The net. From the side. The net so like- I was like, oh, that's just, just Jurassic Park. It's so genius. <laughs> um, and, and how the net just destroyed his transponder. 
just like that's right. all it. <laughs> yeah, they're like, we can't Which, get like, a, we can't get a read on him. Him having <laughs> him like like talking into the thing. How was no one on the island like fucking rat? Look at him, like they <laughs> him right away. Well, because he's he's fucking he's snake. Like they all knew. Yeah, I feel like he they assume Cleveland. he's on some like nefarious plot that's gonna like actually be good for them or something. I don't know. I love when when uh, he finds out that the like Plutoxin seven virus or whatever that he's got is just like a cold, which honestly like that seems really on point too. Like that that America would like try really hard to create this thing and just it be shitty and not work at all. Yeah, I was I, I it was funny because I was saying it was kind of, I was thinking as it was happening that it's kind of like the U.S. military. It's like um, they're offering like Snake something that they should be offering him for free like education or healthcare, but they're like, but you have to go over there and kill these people to get that thing, you know? And they're like coercing. You have to go people. kill the president's daughter about Kill this. the president's yeah. daughter. Yeah. Like what the, um, <laughs> but like they put him in this situation. You know what I mean? It's not like he wasn't sick, right? They're like, we're going to make you sick. And now you have to like work for us. To we're going to scratch you. your hand. On this mission that you do, but we're going to make you sick and you're going to die in 10 hours. So you have to do it fast. Like, like, that seems like it's benefiting nobody to do that. Uh, joke's on you, Mr. President. I'm a millennial. <laughs> it's like Bye. everyone knows you can't get across L.A. in nine hours. I mean, Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, <right. laughs> that was the most unrealistic thing about the whole movie. How was able to get across no, L.A. Yeah. in that time? Well, there's that. And there's like, so they're like, okay, we're sending everybody. Like, they're like, you can't even eat red meat. Like, no one's having sex. Like, there's like this laundry list of like very ridiculous laws that make. And then you get sent to L.A. But, like, there's only, like, 400 people there. Like, if you, like, like the, they had the stadium, there's only, like, 40 people there for the gladiator thing. Like, at any point, there, like, there would be, it would be so much more populated if everyone in America who was eating red meat and, like, gay people, people getting down, like, not getting married or whatever, and then they get sent to L.A. and there's only 400 people? I, I think don't they're know. taking the chair. They're like, oh, you guys can take the chair. Uh, oh, yeah, I forgot yeah, about the chair. That is yeah. so yeah. fucked up. Yeah, the you get us into New York or Cleveland. <laughs> right. <laughs> if I had to choose between dystopia L.A., dystopia Cleveland, dystopia New York, I don't know. I think of, like, think of how bad dystopian Cleveland had to be for them not to make that movie. Like, for no one, like, I want to go to New York or well, L.A. It's cold here, Cleveland. Shit, well, truth be told, if I had to choose between dystopia in L.A. and regular L.A., I think I would go dystopia. Yeah, yeah. I was like, that was another thing. It, like, a, lo- a lot of parts of town looked like a party. Just don't say out loud how much you like it, because you'll just get clapped right in the chest. Exactly. But that's and true. For, wait, are you talking about regular L.A. or dystopia L.A.? Yes. <laughs> also, also i love how the the nod that like the the plastic surgeon dungeon dungeon is in beverly hills like it just it's beautiful and, like the way they described it like they just got addicted to plastic surgery and their parts fell off and they had to keep replenishing their skin i was like oh, all right john like we get it <laughs> it's funny i just saw this article about some like billionaire who's been like diffusing blood with his like son and grandfather to like look younger and i'm like holy shit this is this is literally these fucking people in, in this movie and his name was Jeff Bezos. <laughs> no, he, he eats the uh, adrenochrome thing. I think. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> so, okay, so we've hit we've hit nine eleven. We've hit adrenochrome. What do we? What's next on our list of like stuff we gotta? Who was he? Who was he surfing with? That's Peter that's Fonda. That's fu- Peter yeah, that was it. Okay, it's Peter yeah. Fonda. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I'm looking at the cast list right now. Pipeline, duh, yeah. But like that whole surfing pit was just 
fucking hilarious. So they did. They did hang gliding. They did bat. He did basketball to escape L.A. He did hang gliding. He did um, also surfing while trying to do a car chase with Steve Buscemi. He tried. He succeeded. He succeeded. He caught up to Steve Buscemi, landed on the back of the car, and then kicked, like, fucking hit him and, like, got in the driver's seat. It was a su- complete success. I think that was my favorite part of the movie. He gets, he stands up on a surfboard the first time he tries with a shot leg. That's ridiculous. Yeah, that's and as, as like, to, just to represent my show for a second here, uh, how the fuck did a car stay in that good of shape in dystopia L.A.? Because he works for he works for he works for Cuervo. That's- Dude, you full fuck that man. There, if you pay attention in the background, there is not one car in that movie made after like 1965 or something. Like, there's like a chop top Merc just cruising down the L.A. River at one point. Like, <laughs> like really sick high end custom shit that people are just like, yeah, this is what we drive. It gets six miles to a gallon, but gas isn't real, so whatever. Fuck it. Fuck it. The cars run on vibes, I think. <laughs> it's like in Havana where they just all have like stuck in the 1950s cars. It's like this keep them, keep them running. <laughs> well, the, uh, fair, that's, the, yeah, that was actually fair. But at least they were getting oil from Venezuela for a while. Yeah, true. <laughs> well, I saw that the CGI was so bad in part because I guess the, the people they brought on to do the CGI had not really done it before. <laughs> they were called, like, they actually, I guess they had spent all their money. It cost $14 million to do that. That was the CGI. Wow, they, they should get their money back. Yeah. I mean, the so but, I'm looking at it now. The budget was fifty million and in the box office it only made like twenty five million. So they totally just And just uh Kurt them. Kurt Russell got paid ten million out of that out of that fifty million. So he made twenty five percent. Twenty percent of it. He had to learn basketball for that role. Give him some credit. That's true. That's true. Well, Buscemi <laughs> only did this movie because he needed the money to do uh reservoir dogs. With, oh, uh, he was like, oh, this, that's kind of sick. Okay, so okay. he basically right. was like, "I'll also, take the couple mil for this." Bashemi did an amazing job. I absolutely he believed that he was. Uh, what was his name? The the map, map of the stars, the stars, Eddie. Map to the stars, Eddie. Oh, dude, every time he was in the scene, it was just that. It was a great. It was a great scene. You know what I mean? He just did such a good job every time he popped up. When he hit him with the nipple darts. my favorite part is that after that scene when uh when kurt russell wakes up steve buscemi is trying to negotiate with cuervo and saying like when he takes over the u.s because he brought him snake like can he have wisconsin (laughs) like he's trying to negotiate a deal (laughs) he can have wisconsin it's like why like i like these curts man <laughs> that feels like a very Steve Buscemi move to want Wisconsin of all fucking places. Oh. The randomness of the things in this movie, like the money they were taught, like when um, they were like, talking with Hershey, that it was oh, like yeah. greenbacks or bluebacks. Like what? <laughs> what? It was I, never okay, brought up keep, at all until. Like, I, I sort of feel like uh it didn't excel at this, but a lot of that kind of thing is really good world building where you're like, you don't necessarily fill the person in. You're just like constructing this like big thing. Like, I, and, and that's why I think the Cleveland thing works. It, it works so well that we're all at some point like, what the fuck happened in Cleveland? I need to know, but you don't get to know. The most interest. This is the most interested people have been in, been in Cleveland in so long. <laughs> <Ever>. <laughs> they don't even know what Cleveland is. They're just like, what? 
I thought Cleveland was where Cincinnati was at flip flop for the longest time. Then I was like, oh, wait a minute. It's actually the other way around. It was like Drew Carey and Escape from LA are the only things people know about Cleveland. (laughs) I know about Cleveland, but I ain't telling y'all shit. (laughs) So, a a, a funny thing that I also saw the Kurt Russell. Apparently, he referred to this movie as like a movie where I just wanted a cigarette because, like, he can't have a cigarette the entire time because it's like illegal. Yeah. Even in like this like dystopian LA, they don't even have fucking cigarettes. And then he finds one on know. the ground. He finds an American <laughs> on the ground at the end. Oh god. Speaking yeah. of Portland. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like cigarettes and shit just lying around. No, I mean if you're gonna find a cigarette laying on the ground in California, it's gonna be organic. Yeah. <laughs> fucking American spirits. Oh my god. I love how he tries to kill the guys right away. Like every chance he gets, like they put him in a room and he just tries to tackle them. And they're like, ha ha, we thought of that. It's we're holograms. We're actually in the other room. And then he's like, are you going to be at the drop? No. He's like, good. Tries to shoot him. He's like, ha, we thought of that. The first round has all blanks. I'm like, if they can for like three or four more times. Oh my God. He could have easily switched out that clip real quick and just been like pew pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was thinking. I was like, what if you switch it out? They're like, ha ha, we thought of that. That's not the real LA. Now we're sending you to LA. Like every single time Snake's trying to get out of it. And they're like, ah, ridiculous. Did you notice the kids like waiting to go, like yes. waiting outside the suicide booth for like their parents to go to LA? Yeah, that was... And then there was, there was like kids in LA. There was like a couple of them and they were just shooting each other for nothing. Yeah. The, the whole like idea where they they refer to them as undesirables and unfit people basically. And like, I, like, I feel like that was very much, uh, someone asked Carpenter in some interview if like there's comparisons to this movie to like Trump, like they asked him in like 2016 or something. He's like, I don't want to make that comparison, but like, I guess you could (laughs) know. So, I mean, it's kind of like the same, like theocratic you know so blueprint for desantis's presidency i mean they had to to use like the like eagle symbol like if they couldn't make it more direct yeah the the police symbol was pretty much well i don't know the name the the nazi symbol but the eagle thing but we all recognize it yeah yeah it was it was pretty clear and it's spray painted on. It's not even like nice. Yeah, yeah. It's it, it never ceases to like blow my mind that he's he's trying so hard to be apolitical, but being so intensely political at the same time. Like, how did you come upon naming the group the Shining Path? I can't get past. I know, this. right? It's just like I don't want to be political, but the the antagonists are communists in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Well, and the person and the daughter's name was Utopia, which I found kind of like so. This yeah. guy's a theocratic, like Christian right winger and he named his kid utopia uh, and- hands down cringiest part of the movie i like that she got <laughs> radicalized by corvo on the internet this is why we have to stop the woke agenda <laughs> dude she was she was crazy too she was like now is the time to demand the surrender of the president so like she was like <laughs> I, at first when i first started watching it this time i was like Oh, this is pretty cool. But then I realized Purple yeah, yeah. had no plan. He's just like, get her over here. No. So like yeah, when they when they did like the VR of like her escaping from like Air Force One, yeah. she just opens a, a lower hatch and like Mario tubes out of Straight there. Up. <laughs> fucking DB Cooper is out of, out of fucking Air Force One. <laughs> 
Well, it, it was it, but, like she did kind of have this like legitimate like gripe, you know, to like let people back into America. Like, yeah, she stopped did. telling people who are like immigrants they have to. Yeah, leave. like they were like based for a little bit, and then he just was like, "No, we just kill people for fun with this basketball game." And then she was like, <laughs> "Whoa, whoa, whoa! This is too much." That's what happens to the LA Clippers. <laughs> <laughs> It's so bad that it started to like death basketball. <laughs> so now instead of the LA Clippers, they're the LA Clappers. <laughs> I, I think this this as far as big budget movies go, this might be the closest to like like this is just like two steps away from being like full blown actual communist propaganda. <laughs> Like if yeah. if Cuervo was not a shit bag, and they just slightly reframed it so that he wasn't the antagonist, if he like he could have very easily been made the protagonist of the film, and this would have just been like like the, a workers of the world unite kind of film. Well, Hershey was pretty based too, and she did all right. Like, and she was like trans and like was ready to. She's like, let's get out of here and go take over. You know, I don't know. She was kind of. She could be viewed in that aspect is what I'm getting at. I mean, it was literally like his attempt to like liberate the third world or the global South. They didn't have to attack America. Like that's the thing that they made it be like they're no, the they attack. Didn't. How the fuck are you going to liberate the third world without attacking America? Well, I guess that's true. He was like good until he got to Los Angeles. So anyone Los listening Angeles right now, everyone is nodding in agreement, but not saying anything. Yeah, <laughs> in Minecraft. No, I still think that uh, Cuervo had. I was about to call him Guevara, but uh, Cuervo had like <laughs> he had, like you said, like he. They just if they changed the script a little, like it would have made more sense. Every, his whole fight, the whole battle, like made a lot of sense. I was pretty much on his side until you know we realized that like until we had his little parade, and then we realized like oh he's not really he doesn't really have like a a job like any plan he just kind of wanted world domination i'm so it- glad you brought up the parade because i have things to talk about okay yeah, yeah. so the motorcade that he had they were all going at varying speeds so like the motorcycle top speed that they're like chasing and then they come up upon like a singular horse <laughs> that is just trotting along like with a decorative like the horse reins or whatever and then between um um Cuervo Cuervo I'm Jose sorry Cuervo. <laughs> I can't I can't no, no, Cuervo Jones yeah 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 yeah, yeah Cuervo um that I almost called him Jose Guevara like that's how bad <laughs> it fucked up for me <laughs> then so they had full speed motorcycles a horse going slow pickup trucks and then Jose Guevara was in the front like what is ha- why and then explosions were mixed in too. Like, and, and like, Evan, you mentioned that it was like one of the most difficult movies for um, him to make. And like, yeah, it, like how that is difficult to make that happen in a movie. They also would have eaten that horse, just saying. Oh, yeah. Someone was on drugs. Yeah. Someone was fucked up while they were making this movie. <laughs> Maybe that was like a, like a show of wealth. Like, I have one alive horse. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, like when a rich person has like a tiger in their living room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's a horse. Also, what was up with the doll heads? 
there were like doll the heads what? everywhere. What was going on with yeah. that? Oh yeah. Oh shit. But that was, you know, at the time that was kind of rad. Like that was like tank girl aesthetic, you know? I was going to say there was a weird period in the nineties where doll heads on everything made you edgy. Yeah. Okay. yeah it was kind of like it fits in the t- yeah it is it is not an aesthetic that has aged gracefully <laughs> no and like it doesn't make sense for sure like even then didn't make sense but i think it was an aesthetic my other favorite thing about the the parade is when they have the when so so cuervo like he's like wait what the fuck is going on back there and he and he shoots the thing at, at, at him to like knock him out and then he's like kill him and four guys come up on snake and snakes like let's do bangkok rules and everybody <laughs> automatically knows what that means <laughs> they're all like oh bangkok rules okay <laughs> let's back up and then he's like nobody shoots till this can hits the ground and then shoots them all so like what that teaches me is like don't ever play bangkok rules with any if you're playing if you're, oh, doing if someone just, you're like, just gonna bangkok make up rules this is no, I'm not playing. Did, did anyone catch early in the movie? I forget what they were talking about, but like they referenced New Las Vegas, Thailand. No, <laughs> no, no. There was an early part of the movie where they like they even reference it as like a colony, like a U.S. colony or something. And early in the movie, they they briefly mentioned the existence of New Las Vegas, Thailand. The, the that that thing made me think about it. <laughs> well, they mentioned that that uh, Pliskin had been in Vietnam, right? Like that's where he had like been or something, right? And they, yeah, it's it's very strange that apparently he's like not in trouble for the stuff that happened there. He's in trouble for the stuff that happened in Cleveland. Cleveland, yeah. Well, no, he's also in, in trouble for the stuff that happened there because they explicitly called out that he was in trouble for um, like what is it like dueling or gun gunfighting for money. <laughs> He's a gunfighter, yes. We didn't mention that. Oh, Bangkok, he always wins. Because so he, he plays Bangkok. Because he makes up the rules as he goes. Yeah. And that's and why everyone, he's in trouble. Okay, that makes sense. Everyone wants to be cool with him, so whatever rules he says, they say, they pretend they know what it means. Because I was this like, how the eye patch and the Bangkok gun. rules are? They're from L.A. <laughs> this dude with the eye patch and all leather with the gun obviously knows what he's talking about. These <laughs> Bangkok rules. <laughs> like, this is like one of the coolest guys I've ever seen in my life. Let's hear what he's got to say. His name's Snake. <laughs> he's so cool. <laughs> he plays he basketball. Goes, he's definitely not going to kill me right now. <laughs> so, I, I, another line. I, I don't know if you caught this, but when he went right before that, that woman, Teslima, whatever her name, gets shot. Her reason for having been in LA was because she was Muslim. Yeah, She's yeah. like, I was Muslim oh, and living yeah. in like. Okay, so she was Muslim and now she's in LA. Now she's not Muslim anymore. Like, did. Is that. Like, so she's not practicing. She was like, I was a Muslim then and not now, which, like, okay. Like, I guess even atheists end up on LA, but like, it, it, it didn't. I don't know. I guess I had questions about that. I mean, maybe she wasn't full like Muslim yet. She was just she had she was like starting to get interested. She wasn't like wearing her hijab yet. You know what I mean? She was just like kind of like reading the Quran and like and what you know, if, she wasn't baptized yet. What if um, what if LA is like a symbol for like what if LA is like a symbol for like just like taking everything that you believed in and like and like and 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 just basically believed in and then like stripping it away from you because you think about it uh jose like he like liberates latin america right south the global south and then like gets to la and he's like he's a dick right so he was a muslim and outside of la then gets to la and she's like ah. so like 
I don't know. Maybe I mean, I'm digging into this too much, and it's maybe just like whatever. But Carpenter's like maybe L.A. is supposed to just like strip you of what makes you you, and then you just you just become another you know soul wandering around L.A. My reading of it was a lot more rooted in modern America, where like they like they said, "Oh, why did you get sent to L.A.? Oh, because I was a Muslim." Um, not it wasn't because she was Muslim; it was because she was brown. It, it was it was as simple as like, I, I I never like, thought about that as anything other than just like. Yeah, I'm not white, so they sent me here. And then she says specifically that, like, L.A. is, like, the most free place, and, like, we want to be here. It's better than being in those other places, because you can do whatever you want, in some sense. Like, you're It's a libertarian free. paradise. <laughs> it's, it's the, what's the town, the Bear, the city where they have, that like, the It definitely like a paradise <laughs> I, it didn't it didn't strike me as libertarian at all because i didn't see any child sex slaves ah oh, damn it they weren't buying heroin with bitcoin either <laughs> maybe the bluebacks were actually nfts <laughs> god damn it you, they were like oh i'll pay you in money real money no no NFTs. Oh. what was what was the quote-unquote virus they scratched his hand with what was it supposed to be blue, blue toxin seven Okay, that's actually fentanyl. So <laughs> it's a good thing he's not a copper. He'd have fucking died immediately. <laughs> Dropped dead right away as soon as he got scratched. Holy shit! Even though we deal with it all the time in ERs and nothing happens. The cops that were there, like near the fentanyl or whatever, were just holograms, so they were okay. Oh <laughs> shit! <laughs> I do not trust that a modern cop would be smart enough to not think that maybe their hologram self could be affected. (laughs) (laughs) But um, they say LA is like a soulless, like now you hear people talk about LA is like a soulless city. So I don't know. I was was thinking about that. I was like, LA, like why do these people are cool out of LA? Then like go to LA and they're not. We're talking about like why, uh, what's his face? The leader of the Shining Path is cool outside and gets to LA is a total dick. And then what's her face was for practicing Muslim out and then gets to LA. It is just like, it's LA just like sucks your soul out and it takes what you believed in and just like washes out of you because it's fucking LA. Dun, dun, dun. If I could just do one thing to this movie, he would have just, somebody would have casually mentioned Gonzalo thought with no addition. <laughs> I would have given, I would have given them what, uh, like a, a red, a little red, one of Miles, like little, little red books. Like that would have been great. If you just would have held that up one time. It was just like, we're going to liberate America. And it's like, ah, come on, John, you missed it. It would have been great. So what'd you do to get here? Uh, uh, Gonzalo thought. <laughs> we're the LA Red Guards. <laughs> if we made LA an island for undesirables, but the undesirables were like class traders, just like landlords, uh, any CEO, messed mm. up CEOs, like reversed it, and then they'd have. No, I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't put landlords on LA. I would. <laughs> In the that, center of the basketball. Wait, Brandon, court. they did. They, they did need like if they would have had like somebody like stirring <clears throat> a cauldron and had like you saw like a baby arm or something to pop up. That would have been great. <laughs> <laughs> Well, that was like really deep in the Marxism nowism. So, 
so maybe Snake Plissken was was the good guy the entire movie. <laughs> well, I mean, if you think about it this way, so yeah, in the end, he certainly was when he was like, "Yeah, hard reset on this shit. We're all yeah. set." And the president like, is intensely political, and it's like green anarchist, like anarcho primitivist. I was just, well, I was actually too, putting like, Snake in the anarcho like bubble. Like that's definitely what he would be. He was just like, you know what? I don't care. I just want to smoke cigarettes, man. Like sh- shut it all. Like, I want to smoke cigarettes. <laughs> Call me Snake. I want to wear. I want, no, but at the end, he's like, I'm Pliskin, right? <laughs> no. Yeah, at the very not. end, he's like, calls him like he's like, call me Pliskin. And I'm like, come on, come on. Isn't Pliskin. it funny that his name is Bob? <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Bob Pliskin. That's his name. That's Snake's name. That's why he's like, call me Snake. His name's Bob. Like I, that's such a bad <laughs> reveal. <laughs> no, not like you know. No, like I don't know. Like uh, what was uh, what was uh? Holy shit! Name? I didn't know that. Me either. Wait, wait, so at, at the very best, his name would be Robert, though. Robert, Robert, yes. But I think in the beginning he calls him Bob Bliskin. Does he? Oh I, man, you're so right. Up, so it. it's S, it's S D Snake Pliskin, given as S D Bob. Pli- <laughs> holy shit! His name is Bob. Wow, I would definitely go by Snake if like I look that badass and like my name is Bob. It's like, no, nah, dude, my name's. And I'm gonna tell you right now, I don't know any motherfuckers named Bob that could ball. Like, there's no so like, Corvo <laughs> was right to think that this guy was not gonna be able to make ten points in ten seconds. But I, I want to so, know how many on. takes it took for him to land that full court shot. That that would. Be uh, but he did. I think I think it was one take. I think he like the YouTube short that I saw. They were explaining. I think it every it took one take. He just whoop, did it. But he but made all I, the other shots like at different times, like they so, filmed wait, in different sequences. I got a question yeah. to 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 come back to the to the the nine eleven stuff. So is that right? Because I just looked up something and like apparently September eleventh does have is in this canon somehow. Like apparently there was supposed to be a TV series in July twenty in July two thousand. Tribune Entertainment announced plans to adapt Escape from New York into a television series. However, it was canceled in September 2001 due to the 9-11 attacks. Oh, <laughs> fuck you. 9-11 was an inside joke. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, Saudi Arabia hates Escape from New York. This is exactly it's what happened. I wonder what the TV show was going to use as like their like Armageddon thing to cause it to be like separated. They were they were like, "Ooh, it was airplanes and we should not tell anybody about this." Do, do y'all know the thing about how Kermit the Frog caused 9/11? No. Come on, I'm the only one who knows about this. In one of the Muppet movies made after 2001, there's like a flashback where like Kermit's like, "What if I had never been born and the the twin towers were still up?" <laughs> oh, fuck. <laughs> Damn. So it's like an internet like thing where people are like, we don't know how, but Kermit the Frog caused September 11th. It was some movie from like in the late 90s, whatever it was. I don't know, it was like Armageddon. Or so. It was something with like meteors or whatnot. And one of them, like they scan like the New York skyline, right? And like the buildings are hit by the asteroids and like one asteroid like went right through like one of the one of the towers and like clipped the side of the other one. And I was just like, well, we know now that wouldn't have worked out like that. <laughs> it's like, damn. Snake Plissken's decision to like just nuke the whole planet, like technologically speaking, is like literally in no way different than like every like edge lord that's just like, uh, humans are garbage and should just be wiped off for the vo- like. No, uh, you should have eliminated America technologically right. so that the rest of the world could have had a fucking shot. You know, you want to throw Europe in there for good measure? Hell yeah! 
but like but get new like do away with america and let the rest of the world have a shot he only knew the everything code the 666 i was gonna say the only code he knew was because he was on the treadmill remember they put him on the treadmill and he's going like on a 10 line and right in front of him (laughs) leland orser who's a great character actor by the way just shows up in this film for like one scene and explains how to work the doomsday device and he's and i think it's funny because he says it right in front of snake like three times don't forget the world domination code 666 world domination code 666 Corvo repeats it he's like okay world domination code 666 i got it you know it's like everyone's it's like so that's the only code he knew but that's why i don't like snake because snake is a character he doesn't care about anyone he doesn't he's like no. he doesn't say anything really he doesn't even speak you know, he's just style over substance. Yeah, yeah. He's just not not the he's like the epitome of an antihero. You know, he really is an antihero. He doesn't care about anyone. He doesn't care about either side. Um, he doesn't care about the workers. He doesn't care about the rich. You know, he's just like screw all screw all of humanity. And you know, that's why I can't get behind him. He's the libertarian. Yeah, yeah. he's the he's libertarian. The libertarian. Okay. Right. He's the same too libertarian for LA. And uh, one thing, this is not related, but I really need to get it out. I need to say this is, do y'all remember back in 1996? And I think it was 96, 97 when the mini discs came out. That movie, they had high, high hopes for those mini discs in that movie. And it, it tracks for the time. And I just needed to say that out loud to you all. I mean, the perceived pinnacle of technology in the 90s was to just keep making everything smaller. Remember when, like, a cell phone, like, the size of a quarter was, like, like the goal? It was just like like, Zoolander, the joke. Zoolander, yeah. yeah. (laughs) No, yeah. Yeah. um, And they put nail polish in the disc and expected it to still work. (laughs) (laughs) I think he just needed to make it look right. My problem with that was that it would be textured too much to even, like, want to, like, spin or, or I'm nitpicking. That's fair. But yeah, it is. He really is a centrist because he's like, see, either extreme is bad, man. Like he's like, oh, the left extreme <laughs> is like so bad. Like the right wing extreme is, oh, they're the same, man. And he's like, just start over, you know. The physical like, embodiment of horseshoe theory. Uh, he's like, they're boiling babies <laughs> and they have this weapon, so hmm. Hmm. They're, they're liberating the global south, but also killing people in a basketball game. So I don't know. This was also, <laughs> I just got to say, this is also John Carpenter's last film with Kurt Russell. Did five, five, four Escape from New York, Escape from LA. Um, Big Elvis. Trouble, Little China. Big Trouble, Little China. So it's the just thing. and the thing. <laughs> and the oh, thing. and the thing. So yeah, it was five. And that's it. This was the last one, right? And if I remember correctly, this is also John Carpenter's last movie that was good. Uh, <laughs> what did he make <laughs> after this? It was good. Wait, we're saying it's good. So the only movie he made after this was Vampires, which was not very good. Okay, you're right. And then Ghost of Mars. Renowned for being one of the most amazing pieces of cinema ever put to celluloid. Well, and the other crazy thing, too, that I didn't know is that Kurt Russell wrote the end to this movie. Yeah. Oh, it's his only like writing. He did Halloween Kills. So Kurt Russell. Not directed, though. Oh, so okay. Snake is not the libertarian. Kurt Russell is the libertarian. That's right. Mm. <laughs> they are one. Yeah. He is Snake Plissken. He did The Ward? Apparently he directed I don't know if I know that movie. I... I mean, he did Cigarette Burns, the short thing for uh, Masters of Horror, but even that wasn't terribly good. Like, Oh, he did do The Ward. I didn't know that. I watched The Ward. It, it was okay. 
Hmm. Now I'm gonna go look up what that is. I haven't seen that one. Actually. Amber Heard. Amber Heard's in it. Funny enough. Okay. <laughs> so I didn't know she. The whole dra- Amber Heard drama hadn't happened yet. So. So I want. I have a theory too, and I had mentioned it to you, Evan, before. Is so the soundtrack, right? One of the first songs that we hear is a Tool song. I think it's like Sweat or whatever. Yeah. And um, it the whole movie made me think of the Anima track from the like album Anima, and I, I really wonder how much influence this movie had on that song. There's not much on the internet about it. Like they, the band does not talk about that shit, but it. It's like there's so, like everything that's listed in L.A. are like highlighted in this movie, listed in the song about L.A. And then they're like, oh, fault lines. It's going to like learn to swim. You're going to go in the ocean. I don't know. But it, it really had me thinking about what the that band had to do with the song. And that also makes sense to me. And I, I don't know if this will make sense to you guys. And I'm not going to explain myself. But I feel like Tool is if a metal band was like the embodiment of libertarianism (laughs) certainly centerism well this is the only song they've ever had on a soundtrack too like they've is it really i I think i saw it be true is it not true i I said it can't possibly be true but i don't know maybe it is i I thought i saw that they're like we don't want to do have our songs on soundtracks but maybe i could be wrong about that i'll I'll fact check that for everyone yeah the the timing of that like tracks for like having anima be like like they wrote that song based off of at least part of it based off of that movie maybe a whole Reddit. maybe they were like we're cool with putting our music in movies and then they did that and they were like fuck never again maybe <laughs> the one time we so, put our, so our our song in a movie it whops <laughs> on our on our slash tool band yes yes sweat escape from la a perfect yeah, circle has stuff, but not. It's just. Uh, so is that actually also, true? Yes, it so. might be. They didn't do anything for the crow. I feel like they would have been on the crow crow soundtrack. I think the crow was like before them. Oh, you're at least right. before it's they 94. were popular. You're right. The crow's ninety four. So maybe this. Yeah. Was, yeah. No, because Tool's been around since like eighty nine or ninety one. Yeah, I mean that's I why was... I corrected myself to say like when they got popular, but I don't even know exactly. There was when no, that no was. Tool songs on the crow soundtrack. I will say, if you were Tool. And in 1994, 95, you are offered to put one of your songs on a John on a John Carpenter film with Kurt Russell. You know, I I would probably be like, yeah, that's pretty badass. That's uh, yeah. If somebody's like, oh, we're doing a sequel to Escape from New York, I'm like, hell yeah, anything you need. Well, and there's another song in uh, I'm I I have been a Tool fan for a long time, and maybe that's like something. I was cringy. picking up on that. Oh, yes. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> okay. I was judging you quietly. Yeah, the fact that you said any other song besides like the pot and schism (laughs) or sober. (laughs) Yeah, that means there was there was they have a song. It's hooker with a penis, and he's like, "I sold out long before you ever even knew my name." So like he sold like they sold out. He on the movie, and then they made like maybe there's two songs in that. Like album, I'll shut up about Tool. Never mind. Skiz that bass line and schism now stuck in my head. Bring, ding, ding. <laughs> oh my god! So it does look like that's the only song that was ever on a soundtrack. They were in their lesson. Well, that movie also flopped too. So maybe they're like, "Ah, eh, fuck this." We don't yeah. have our songs in other movies. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, putting man. your putting this your movie out. won't be a hit. <laughs> I saw this movie in high school, and I don't know if I've seen it since. 
And personally, I thought it was way better than what I remembered. Maybe maybe I set the bar so low by watching it back then that like when I revisited it, like my expectations were just through the floor, but I enjoyed it. In uh in 1996, this movie is so cool. Like, I mean, total uh, what year did Total Recall came out? It gave me like Total Recall. Oh vibe. my god. That was yeah. the 80s, total wasn't it? Like late 80s? Early 90s? That was 89, like 88, 89. So it was like the, the that problem? stretch between like 88 to like 93, like those. So you had like Total Recall, Starship Troopers, um, RoboCop, like all it was just fucking amazing. So many good movies. So when when Escape from LA came out, I really thought, you know, when I as a kid, I remember seeing it young and being like, like I think the scene in the trailer is the the Bangkok rule scene where he like throws a can up and they're dead before the can hits so and then tsunami surfing so, and wind surfing here the winds coming and they jump on the and then the, oh, dude everything the helicopter's bulletproof <laughs> I'm surprised there was no base jumping I mean there could dude what other extreme was, sport can we throw in this movie he, like he, if he had been skateboarding everywhere that would have been perfectly reasonable for 1996 <laughs> and I think like Libby says I think the most impressive thing is surfing for the first time after being shot in the leg what? yes and he gets yeah. right up and he does like he does great dude fuck it I think it would be easier for me to surf for the first time if I had just been shot in the leg than if I had the flu at least when you get <laughs> shot you got like an endorphin rush yeah, yeah. I'm such it's, a whiny bitch when I have not, the flu. It's, it's the fentanyl. He had it in his system. He couldn't feel the gunshot. He's fucking <laughs> surfing, man. That's right. They knocked him up with all the painkillers. He wasn't feeling a fucking thing in his <laughs> leg, man. <laughs> Peter Fonda's up there teaching him what to do. Like, he, yeah. he gave him a lesson. It's like, he's good to go. Yeah. If somebody shoots me and then immediately Easy Rider's like, hey, you want to go surfing? I'm going to say yes. <laughs> yes. Peter Fonda fit right in that role. He's like, yeah, man, here it comes. It's the big one, man. Like, just don't fall off. Tsunami totally radical, dude. Go, man. go. And he just, like, lets his car, like, his little golf cart car just get, like, wiped away. He's like, that was he's a fucking goofy. dune buggy. That was a sick little dune buggy he had. I was watching it so closely because I wanted to see what the CGI was going to do when the wave hit it. And it absolutely, you know, disappointed me. It <laughs> just kind of like, gah, 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 gah. like Sega game, like a Sega. Sega should have done the, should have done the CGI for this. Oh movie. yeah. Well, uh, they were talking about having Sega do the CGI, but Sega was insisting on putting all these echo, the dolphins and everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they put the shark in, they put the shark in. Oh yeah. No, no, no. I was just gonna say that the only, another reason, like the villain seemed like I was, you're, you're you feel you're rooting for Snake the whole film because especially if you're not radicalized or anything, you're as a kid. Both sides seem bad, you know. Uh, Cuervo seems like a scumbag, like criminal, and then at this, and then you also got the president who's like banning, making everyone undesirable. So like from a kid's perspective, Snake is the hero. You know, he is the antihero, but he is my hero because. That's the only person that you want to win. Um, but now looking back, like no, absolutely, I I would have been I would have been in the crowd with the AK forty seven, you know, rooting for Cuervo because that that would make more sense being some than being in the U.S. You know, it'd be like oh. if we were kids and watching like fucking Black Panther and be like, oh yeah, Black Panthers. Now we're just like, yeah, the fucking Killmonger was one hundred percent right. Yeah, fuck all of oh, guys. Man, yeah, I would have one thousand percent been one of those skank women in the alley like that. I would be. <laughs> That's my spot there. That's, Dude, sweet. That's and to address like that early scene, uh, 
we've already addressed that like a fairly progressive attitude towards a trans person in this movie all of the sex workers are treated with respect like they're just hanging out like they're they're i won't say they're fully fleshed out characters because they're kind of fleeting but they're just friendly and nice and he's respectful towards them and takes their help you can tell they're not fighting with each other like they're like all like they're hanging out together yeah so it's not really a and not really a libertarian paradise, but like a libertarian dream, because it's what they think would happen. <laughs> also, as a side note, the uh, when he goes into like the brothel or whatever, and the one dude's like throwing knives and follows him outside, and it's just like, you walk, turn around when I'm talking to you. That that guy, uh, that is the guy who is the, like the head nerd from Revenge of the Nerds. Oh wow! Yeah, this cast this, is like, yeah, it was stacked. I don't know how it ended up so bad. Also, I, mean, I they, liked it, but it's not good, you know? How did they get that, like, brothel so clean? Like, everything was, like, pretty clean in there. It was, like, this perfectly... Like, where are they getting their supplies from in this... Uh, they're, like, going on Amazon and be like, yep, we need some more 409 spray. Evan, <laughs> I don't know if you need to know this or not, but you don't need much things to, like, like have sex, right? Right, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, like, need... the, the, the... I don't know like, if that's the kind of clean he's talking about. I know, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like where they're getting their supplies, supplies for Yeah, because sex. The like, they have like fresh. cars and shit. Yeah. They have like food apparently. Oh, like it's oh. like it seems like they I have a pretty nice black market. <laughs> no, he's talking like the Mr. Clean and shit. Like the, the brothel is actually well maintained and uh, upkept. <laughs> Like they have candles and stuff. It's not sticky. <laughs> Dude, I have yeah, one note that we haven't mentioned yet, and I, I kind of want to because it was just it was it, it's funny to me. It's not super crazy. Does anyone remember what the name of the weapon that he was retrieving was? The black box. The sword of Damocles. Yes, that's right. I had to look up what that was because I'm like, no, that's not something that John Carpenter picked arbitrarily. It's like this whole thing about like the burden of power, blah, blah, blah. But the actual sword of Damocles was uh, a a thing where, like a story, it wasn't real, but it was a sword suspended over the king by one hair from a horse uh, to remind the king of the constant threat that he is in. Well, there was a horse. (laughs) No, but it was was one hair from a horse so that it could break at any time. And if you named a weapon that, you would have to be fucking stupid because it's it's they named it something to constantly remind themselves that it might bite them in the ass at any moment sorry so they, i thought that was interesting and i killed the vibe so they they, <laughs> they, 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 they basically were like they were condemning themselves to uh, a life of libertarian anarcho-communism uh, i mean it's real it's really hard to transition from sticky brothels to like talking about like a weapon that's a Greek kill mythology and shit <laughs> Big swords. Fair enough. <laughs> hey, 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 sorry, I tried to get a little highbrow there with Escape from LA. So I, I, I googled that too, and apparently uh, Kanye West has a song where he refers to the sword in it. So there's also that. I've mm. ruined, I've ruined it even worse. Well, that can't be bad. <laughs> yeah, exactly. go back and talking about the brothel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that part's good. I'm just kidding. (laughs) I like that the guy that he went into the brothel to find had been nailed to a cross or something. Oh, yeah. Yeah, They were like, he's a fucking man. They stuck stuck, like a candelabra through him. Like he was like hanging on to a candelabra. Oh, hell yeah. And then he was just knifing him for fun. Yeah. He was like, bet you can't hit three in a row. 
<laughs> it's like, do you get like a door prize if you do? Like you get like a stuffed animal. It's rigged. You never get the fucking stuffed animal. <laughs> it's like a carnival, straight up carnival game. Oh, it's those, it's those like like get gag knives where the blade like spring loaded into the handle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like he pulls it out. There's no blood on it. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah. There was no recoil in any of the gun. You notice, no. like when they, they give Snake a big gun, and when he shoots it, it's just like. Like it looks like it weighs like a hundred pounds, and he's holding it with one arm and just you know like nothing. And um, well, his okay. name is Snake. You have high expectations for him. You can't talk about a movie from the '90s and their treatment of firearms and expect like anything. Uh, your your standard magazine holds roughly six to seven hundred rounds. Uh, there's no recoil. Nope. And like you said, the 360 thing, like no muzzle awareness. Like no, everyone's just, just <laughs> really nearly like the scene. Uh, okay, oh, another scene in the pool. Oh, when they yeah. get on the helicopter, there's like 50 people shooting at them. Not a single bullet lands. Nothing. And and I'm like, maybe it's like armored. But then like Hershey sticks her head out the window. And I'm like, listen, it's going to be. They are shooting like probably like the worst kind of AKs you could have. Well, yeah. then, and Steve Buscemi like it's shoots like him in the I dance. have the worst AK you can have and I could still hit a helicopter from yeah, 100 true. feet away. <laughs> Something would have gotten hit. There's a the scene in the parade too like where Snake is shooting people and their cars are immediately blowing up. But then Snake gets shot while he's on the motorcycle and he just kind of like slides off. Like, They're no all Ford deal. Pentos. They just blow it up. Constantly. Yeah. And then there's the one guy in the pickup truck that's like shooting and Snake jumps on it and it's like he freaks out. He never shoots. Snake is in front of him and he never shoots and Snake just shot or he's the, it's the guy on the horse. He's got an Uzi and he never shoots it. And Snake gets in front of him and shotguns him in the chest. And it's like. The singular horse trotting along kills me. It's yeah. just one fucking horse and going slow in the middle of a motorcade going as full speed. Uh, to get a little inside baseball on that, that is blowing my fucking mind because I was working on a movie one time where there were horses on set and they we had to have safety meetings at the beginning of the day. Like, uh, don't talk to the horse. Don't come within 10 feet of the horse. Don't look the horse in the eyes. Don't like it was like this laundry list of like, if the horse is even aware that you exist, it might freak out and kill everyone in the room. Like, <laughs> what the fuck? Like literally, they were like, "Oh God, do not let any plastic bags around the horse." That was a real talk that was had with us. Do because not breathe if, around the horse. Like if a plastic bag were to like catch a breeze and like go across the field of vision of the horse, it might freak it out to the point where it would like run. And I'm like, "How do you have a motherfucker with an Uzi on that horse? Like, am I used to some prissy horses? Like, maybe that's why there was just like one horse that was like deaf, and they were like, "All right." <laughs> It was like John Carpenter's like, personal horse. <laughs> that horse like, has seen some things. The only meeting, like at the meeting in the morning, they're like, don't go to the horse. <laughs> oh, oh, man. This movie, this movie ruled. <laughs> yeah. I love Does it. Does anyone have any, like, but uh... This podcast is way better than the movie. Guys, <laughs> I think I think escape from LA or escape from New York. Which one's better? Uh, fuck you for even asking that. <laughs> 
What was the point of New York? New York was the one where the the, the president's Prison. plane Prison. crashed. Prison. He had to like, say yes. the yeah. Yeah, honestly, like the- it kind of seems like Air Force One through three are really not doing their jobs in, in this cinematic universe. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> they need to just not use planes and instead just use like these, like, what was it, like nuclear powered submarines and shit? But no. <laughs> nuclear powered helicopters. I like, the, I like the plot in Escape from New York better, and there's no real need for special effects, you know, like, because it's the 80s and there wasn't really any this yeah. has like, i like yeah. that isaac hayes's limousine instead of baby heads had chandeliers way better choice yeah isaac hayes is also pretty awesome yeah better better badass uh bad guy in quotation cabbie was way cooler than eddie like love steve buscemi love, love map of the stars eddie but cabbie was fucking sick i, think I recorded an episode on that but it got lost was that hugo I think I think the characters I like a lot of the characters in Escape from LA a little better than Escape from New York. I think Escape New York is a better movie just because it's the first one and and it like you said, there was no special effect. There was nothing to make it cheesy. It was just good, you know? Whereas Escape from well, Escape LA Escape from New York was oh, sorry. Yeah, no, I was just gonna say Escape from LA does come off a little annoying just because of the CGI is so bad and like the storyline is kind of like taken from Escape from New York. It's like beat for beat, almost the same. You know, like I think they had, didn't he have like a boxing match in Escape from New York or something with like different yeah. weapons? It was like the basketball yeah. scene. Like there's a lot of the same things going on, but but Escape, but I don't know. Escape from LA. I think the only reason I like it more is because I was I was a kid when it came out, so I was more excited for it, and like I was, it was like a a better experience. It wasn't like watching Escape from New York on VHS, you know. Ah, uh, yes. Like it, Nostalgia, it, the main of my existence. I, I, I like, and this is going to sound like a joke, but I'm being dead serious. Um, Escape from New York feels like an actually real movie, and Escape from mm. LA just feels like a parody. Yeah, you're right, you're I, right. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Especially. I, I was thoroughly entertained by this movie the entire time, though. Like, even every cheesy. Um, computer graphics every like when when she was like this place isn't so bad and fucking got (laughs) (laughs) when she like that was i i i cannot stress to you how much i loved that scene (laughs) it was entertaining the whole way through and i guess i have to go and escape to from new york because i've never seen that one I tried to I tried to provide it for watching, but Google hit yeah. me with a with a uh, copyright violation. Dun dun dun! I want them to remake it again. Like, well, let's do Escape from Cleveland, and uh, <laughs> it would be history. It would be history repeating itself for first as as tragedy, then as farce. Well, <laughs> someone asked him well, if he would do it as like Escape from DC, and like somehow like that, and he's like, oh, maybe, but like he's not actually. What would be? Oh, right, so what if? I what would be the plot line if they if he did make escape from Cleveland? So we had the president crashing in New York. The president's daughter joins Shining Path in L.A. What would be Cleveland? She joins the Cavaliers. Like so what, for what some happened? reason, Mal has taken over Cleveland. Uh, <laughs> Canadian forces have invaded. Mal Ohio. came back. Mal has returned, <laughs> and, uh, and Kurt Russell needs Snake needs to intervene. Um, but also they have to save the landlords. Oh yeah, it could be a prequel. Cleveland, aka Ho Chi Minh City, America. <laughs> they're big. They're big. Like, uh, you know, the, 
the earthquake that felt like that caused LA to go and they have a um, train derailment in Cleveland that that's what causes the whole shit to go down. <laughs> I'm trying to listen to you, but I'm so entertained by Nelson absolutely losing his shit over there. <laughs> <laughs> I guess yeah, you say it would be like a train derailment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, so I don't know what the like catalyst in New York was to like make it separate, but like in LA, how they had the um, earthquake that like separated LA so that they could like make it its own little island. In Cleveland, Ohio, they would have a train derailment. Maybe it spills some toxic shit. It spills some toxic shit down, and then it turns the city into like a mutantville, and they have to like, <laughs> yeah, um, they're all mutants, yeah, <laughs> and only the landlords survive. <laughs> yeah, because yeah, because leeches and cockroaches will always survive. Wait, no, we gotta go back. Hold on, time out. We gotta go back. Fucking Brandon called it Ho Chi Minh City. <laughs> God damn, that was so fucking funny. I don't know why I'm losing my shit over that. It was so goddamn funny. It would be in fucking Ohio. We could. It's like it's like a Drew Carey stand-up routine. I'm fucking crying. (laughs) We could recreate it because it's now a prequel. Because remember, it happened before everything. So it's a young Kurt. So we could pick somebody that looks like a young Kurt Russell to play. You know, to play Snake, and it's before everything happened. I could yeah. see them doing a requel treatment for it, where kind of like they did with yeah. the thing, where it's the sequel, but it's a remake, but it's a prequel. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I recently learned the term for that is requel, where it's a remake, prequel, sequel thing. I will say, the I I didn't see that movie, but the coolest thing about it is when uh, so what was the in America? What did they release? They, what was the name of the Han Solo movie in America? Ha, uh, Solo. Solo. Was it Solo. So apparently. That didn't translate in Mandarin, so in China it's Ranger Solo, and I like it's the fucking coolest name ever. That's like, like my <laughs> friend and I want to start a pop punk band called Ranger Solo because it's such a cool <laughs> fucking name. Oh, so like instead of the Lone Rangers from yeah. Airheads, it would be like Solo Ranger. I was oh, just man, like, I, he, he told me that he was just like, it's he was like, it, yeah, for some reason, it translated to Ranger Solo. I was like, oh, my God, it's so fucking great. John Carpenter basically has said, like, he probably wouldn't, isn't like, even going to make another movie, probably. Just, like, produce them. He's like, I don't want to do that really anymore. He's kind of old. So someone could make it. He, everyone remakes his movies, right? They may remake a lot of his movies. So fuck it. They said they were going to make, um, they said they were going to remake it with Timothy Holofant as Snake. I think that was going to happen at some point. Oh, I hate that. That actually kind of seems right. Who right? is Timothy Holofan? Um, he. You ever seen Justified? Mm, maybe TV, TV show. Oh, that's. I think he was. Uh, God, I can think of some other stuff he's in, but nothing like that. You, I could realistically expect people to have seen. That's him, right? Yeah. Was he? No, no, no. That yeah, was that's it? him. Yeah, here he is. Oh, that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, I guess. Yeah, yeah. That. He's a. Uh... He could, he could do it. As long he does, as, yeah, justified with the hat thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As long as it's not uh, what's his fit, Chris Pratt, who's like in fucking everything now. Like, as long as uh, it's not him playing yeah. Snake. I would, oh. I would not watch that. No. You know, the reason I like it's Timothy Oliphant is because of Deadwood. Remember Deadwood? Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. If they, if they put Chris Pratt in like an Escape from whatever movie, I'm going to use that like thing that like knocks us all back to at the end of this movie so we don't ever have to see it. 
Dude, just <laughs> imagine, hair, imagine him being sports. in a remake where like he's like dancing and cracking jokes, and somebody's just like, "What's up, Whisk?" And he's just like, "Actually, hey, my name's Snake." Woo! Oh God! Oh. <laughs> It's like what Harrison Ford said. If they like tried to remake Indiana Jones with Chris Pratt, he'd be like, "No, you know, you know." Well, they also shouldn't be making it with him. It seems. <laughs> yeah, true. <laughs> what if What if they did Jason Momoa? Ooh, a snake. <laughs> with or without the eyeliner? Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Jason Momoa pull off a call me snake. You know? I think he could. I think he could. Jonah Hill as Snake Plissken. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Michael Sarah. Who? What Michael about Michael Sarah? What about what about uh just um what's just Steve just a Steve Buscemi spinoff just about his character about the guy that you know, <laughs> yes yeah uh, to the stars uh, possibly yet. controversial opinion I would much rather see expanded universe than than remakes a lot or uh, yeah, yeah. sequels cool. anything like. Leave like okay. You've you've created a somewhat interesting uh, universe in Escape from New York and Escape from LA. Just leave the characters alone. Come up with somebody new and like because the only way to do Cleveland would be a prequel with like a bunch of characters that are fucking eighty years old now. Um, I don't know if you're really gonna you know recruit Pam Greer again, but uh, you know yeah, just do something else in that fucking universe. Clearly, plenty's going on. Set something in fucking New Las Vegas, Thailand. I would watch that movie. Ho Chi Minh City, Ohio. They should get Zach Galifianakis. Zach Galifianakis. Oh <laughs> Russell Brand is Snake Plissken. He's already got oh the hair. God, no. <laughs> any anyone got any last uh, last thoughts on the movie? This is a cinematic masterpiece. Is peak Americana. Peak peak nineties for sure. Yeah. This is the Fast and Furious of post apocalypse movies. Holy shit! <laughs> it's the Furious Five of. Evan, that's the that's the next pod. You have to do all the fat one through whatever how many million. There's on ten now, right? Movies. There's ten. Yeah, Fast and Furious ten. Like you oh should do God. all one do one podcast episode from one to ten. Wait, Just Brandon, aren't you doing that on your podcast? I keep trying to get us to do movie episodes and, and no one's done it evan do you want to motivate my show come on and do a fast and the furious movie with us ah, fuck it i'll do it i saw a clip oh, of like the uh. most insane things that happened in anyway we're getting sidetracked but yes there were a bunch of insane things that happened in those movies even though i've never watched it's... them where like he just steps on the cement and the street breaks and like him and uh what's his name freaking i don't remember Dude, it's crazy. We need to watch those. I don't want to watch them, but I feel like I should. Escape right? from Escape from L.A. Fast and Furiously to the Tokyo <laughs> Drift coming this summer. Actually, to figure out which uh, Fast and Furious movie we should watch, we'll just roll a D10. Perfect. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. But uh, Escape from L.A. is an, an amazing movie. I think it's fun. I think, I, I, like, like, like Libby said, it's like entertaining from beginning to end. There's no dull moments. There is no part in the movie where you're like, this is boring. Like, every single part. You're like, yeah, here we go. Oh, there's something else. Now yeah. they're playing basketball. All right, great. You know, oh, it's shit. Like, it never stops for one second. Yeah. 90 minutes yeah. of fun. I, I don't hate style over substance. As long as I know that's what it is, and that's what this is. It's it's all fun, but it's not saying a fucking thing. Nope. It almost it. feels like it's kind of gonna say something sometimes, but it fucking does not. Shining Path, I don't know, bad, I guess. 
Awesome. Well, uh, Nelson, Brandon, Hugo, Libby, thank you for uh, sticking around to talk about this 90s, 90s uh, class. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank dude, you. this was a blast. It was I fucking love great. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Well, yeah, you guys can uh, you can listen to uh, Nelson's podcast and Brandon's podcast on, I guess, everywhere. 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 Wherever podcasts are available. I, I, even follow, even uh, in dystopian LA, you can still listen to their podcasts. I, I follow on all the social media at uh, What's Left of the South or what is our fucking handle now? It's a W. I say W Lots Pod. There we go. W Lots and then Pod all squished together. I couldn't think of a cool thing that like because it was like dot pro like when we were saying the proletariat. I couldn't think of a cool thing for What's Left of the South. I was just like, ah, fuck it. And you guys branded around Car- comrade, uh, Cars and Comrades podcast. Anyway. Yeah, Cars and Comrades most everywhere. That's I don't know. I don't do any of the socials, but yeah. Awesome. Well, thanks everyone for listening to Left of the Projector, and we will catch you next time. Bye.